Here in 2020, Joe Rogan signed a $100 million deal with Spotify. But I'm here to tell you why Joe Rogan has nothing on you. My name is Kerry Green, and I am the Client Happiness Guy at PodcastFastTrack.com, and this is Podcastification. Podcastification is all about you, teaching you how to podcast, how to put into practice the best practices that I and my team have learned in working with hundreds of clients. You are going to podcast better from listening to this show. If you like what you hear on Podcastification, please just hit the pause button, swipe to the sharing function on your app, and share this episode with somebody you know will benefit. And if you'd like to get in on more Podcastification goodness, you can do it by subscribing to our Podcast Optimizer email series, and I promise you, you won't get lots of junk. You'll just get one actionable email a week. Go to podcastfasttrack.com slash optimizer. That is enough of that kind of stuff. Let's get you podcastificated right away. Hey, friends, welcome back to Podcastification. I hope you're ready to get your show moving to the next level. That's what this show is all about. Now, let's talk for a little bit about Joe Rogan. Now, in case you're not familiar with who Joe is, Joe is an American comedian, podcaster, actor, television host, mixed martial arts commentator. I mean, the guy does a lot of things. Joe is 53 years old. That's one month younger than yours truly. And so that kind of gave me some perspective there. The Joe Rogan experience is his podcast. It's a talk show, an interview format, like most of the podcastosphere, it seems. And he's been publishing his podcast and YouTube versions of those conversations for over 10 and a half years. He typically publishes three or more episodes per week, and his average episode length is just over two hours and 30 minutes. As of October 2020, his show has published just over 1,700 episodes. Now, to put that in perspective, that's 4,360 hours worth of content. So if you listened nonstop 24-7, it would take you 182 days to listen to all of it at normal speed. So, you know, why not go double speed on those babies? And as of April 2019, so this is just over a year old, there were 190 million downloads of his show per month. Now, he's increased his publications year over year, but 2020, it appears that he'll actually publish less than he did last year. Now, all of that is not bad for a guy who started out entirely independent as a podcaster, just like you and me. And this most recent hype about Spotify, that he signed this multi-year deal estimated to be worth $100 million, which is, by the way, one of the largest licensing agreements in podcast history, is all the buzz. Well, there's some things that come with this deal with Spotify that I don't know that all of us would be happy about. First of all, his show can only be found on Spotify from now on. Seems like Spotify is also censoring some of his episodes. They're not displaying all of them because of the guest or the subject matter or whatever. I don't know what goes into those decisions, but it appears that that's happening. Paying members on Spotify, so if you have a paid subscription to Spotify, you will have no ads in your version of the Joe Rogan podcast. But if you're a non-paying member, 
you will have ads in your podcast. And I'm assuming those are the same kind that Spotify generates and puts into podcasts and music playlists and things like that for non-paying members. So Joe has no say over that. It's just the sponsors that Spotify brings to the table. It's easy to say something like, wow, must be nice to be Joe Rogan. But let's stop for a moment and think it through. The dude has paid his dues. He has done the work required. He's earned every cent of that deal. Though I'm going to tell you, I think there's a way he could be making much, much more than just the $100 million and keeping full control of where his show's distributed. And it's something you and I could do just as well as Joe. So that's just a little teaser. Watch for an upcoming episode about that. And we could argue that the lasting value that Joe provides his audience isn't really all that much. But he's clearly hit on a format and a personality mix that is entertaining to his demographic, so much so that they love to listen to his show. But I'm here to tell you, you should not be comparing yourself to Joe Rogan. Let's talk about some of the reasons why. First of all, you haven't been at it as long. So don't look at his end result, so to speak, with your just starting out result or your halfway done result. He's been at it a long time. And this podcasting thing, like I said in the last episode, builds up inertia and momentum as you publish more content. Now, I'm also going to guess that you haven't published episodes as frequently as Joe has. I'm also going to guess you haven't built the same kind of audience he has and that you haven't had the same opportunities that he has. You see, Joe's situation is unique to Joe. You can't compare it to anybody else, especially yourself. So don't set Joe's situation up as this bar that you're shooting for. Now, it's great to have aspirations. Don't get me wrong. But Joe Rogan is not the epitome of podcast success. You see, you are likely podcasting for very different reasons than Joe Rogan. You have differing gifts. You have a different personality. You have different abilities. All that stuff that makes your show and your approach to your show intrinsically different than his approach in his show. You see, there is a lot more to successful podcasting than signing a big deal like Joe just did. It could be quantified in the people that have been helped. I mean, maybe you're a therapist who does a podcast. Maybe you deal with people with eating disorders. Maybe you uh, deal with parents and kids and all that tumultuous stuff that goes on in the parenting realm. Maybe you do some sort of a spiritually oriented podcast. Maybe you're doing a yoga show. I don't know what you do, but the people who are helped by your show are part of your podcasting success. There's also specific needs that are being met by your show. What if you're a financial planner or a real estate investor and you do like coaching sessions on your podcast? Well, you're educating people. You're giving people the knowledge they need to make the right decisions. What if there's pain being relieved? Say you're a nutritionist or a homeopathic person who is doing a podcast about those things and you have literally helped people mitigate pain in their lives, physical pain, or you're a therapist, emotional pain, those sorts of things. You see, you are successful in those realms. 
you may have a podcast that's spiritually oriented, you know, or mindset oriented, and you're helping people change their worldview or develop mindsets that are more beneficial and healthy to them in the way they live life. You see, podcasting success, in my view, is quantified through changed lives. Now, I don't want to make any judgments about Joe's show because, honestly, I don't listen to Joe's show very much. I've listened to maybe three episodes in my entire life. But from what I've heard and from what I've seen, they're just kind of rambling conversations where he and this famous person or this MMA fighter or whoever it is he's talking to just kind of shoot the breeze. And Joe has a little bit of an agenda when he comes into it of what he wants to talk about. But it just kind of rambles around and there's no point. So all of that is just to say... I think there's things you should be doing, not based on Joe's example, but based on your version of podcasting success. What are those things? Well, first of all, you should get clear on your purpose. What are you podcasting for? Are there certain topics you want to talk on, certain things you want to present, certain concepts you want to have people consider, certain changes you want to see happen in the world, and you're using your podcast as the medium through which you broadcast those things? Get really clear on your purpose. Next, get clear on your audience. Who is it that you're trying to serve? Who is it that you're trying to help? You have to know that in order to know how to speak to them, how to address their needs and their hurts and their pains. You've got to get clear on your audience. Thirdly, figure out where that audience is, both online and in real life. You need to get out where they are, mingle with them, talk to them, get engaged with them so you can know that audience better. And then here comes the marketing part of this podcasting thing. You have to figure out how to get your podcast, your message to them. Now, you have to be creative. Sometimes you got to do kind of guerrilla marketing. You got to be diligent and it requires tireless work. Podcasting is not one of those things where you record it and they come. You know, that field of dreams mentality. It just ain't that. Podcasting requires hard strategic work. And I want to say to you that like Joe, you need to be willing to pay the price to invest time, to invest money eventually, to invest your best effort. And that reminds me of a quote I heard Steve Martin say once when he was asked, what does he tell people when they ask him what it takes to be successful in show business? And his comment that he says over and over and over, which he admits people don't like to hear, is this, be so good they can't ignore you. I believe That's what you've got to do in podcasting to make your podcast a success that Joe Rogan couldn't even touch. This show is brought to you by Podcast Fast Track, where my team provides professional podcasting services without the time suck. Full production, editing, and show notes all in one monthly subscription package. You can find out more at podcastfasttrack.com. Now go out and make it a podcastificating day. Bye.